Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus, the precious, saving, keeping name, the Lord Jesus who promises to return for his children. I know, I know that this is old-fashioned and unwelcome in our advanced, intellectually great, academically extreme, physically successful. I know that there are those who reject the Lord Jesus, and there are those who in their ministry have stopped expressing the joy and the excitement of the hope of the soon return of Jesus Christ. I want to go on record for saying that I still believe that the old, old story of salvation through the sacrifice and bloodshed of our Lord Jesus is still the only way of redemption. I spoke with a very highly placed Christian, professing Christian leader from a certain denomination, and he told me, the time has come for us to embrace other avenues. The grand old story of redemption was good for the yesterdays, but we are brighter than that today. My friend, I am not any brighter. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me, and I still believe that. And I will still preach that until my dying day or until he comes to redeem his people and we're caught up to meet him in the air. Yes, I still believe that. And I believe the Bible is still God's instruction book. I still believe that God expects me to bow low before him. And when I fall short of those standards that he has outlifted, he wants me to confess He wants me to seek his gracious forgiveness and restoration. And I'm extending that based on the authority of the word of God to you today. We've been talking about the questions that Jesus asked. We took a break from these the last couple of weekend presentations. But we want to return to one of those questions today. It's found in the Gospel of Luke chapter 6, and I'm going to read passages from that chapter, but before we pray, we read rather, I'd like you to pray with me, and I'd like to pray with you. Let's believe that God still answers prayer, for he does. I've seen his hand at work, and my friend, in spite of the chaos and the carnage of our world around He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Loving God and 
Heavenly Father. We come believing, and so we come expecting. We come also with gratitude in our hearts for the salvation that you've given us. We thank you for the blessings we enjoy today, and we pray with earnestness for those who are hurting today. And in every opportunity that you give us, help us to meet a need, to touch a life, to help somebody along life's way. And now today we pray, let your word be very special. Direct it to the hearts of the boys, the girls, the men, the women who are listening in. Lord, that listener who is finding this broadcast for the first time. Make his heart, her heart, receptive to your message. We pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. And so in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, we read these words. On a Sabbath, while he was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked and ate some ears of grain, rubbing them in their hands. But some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing what why are you doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? And Jesus answered, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him, he entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which it is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and also he gave to those who were with him. And he said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. And on another, on another Sabbath, when he entered the synagogue and taught, a man was there who, whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath, so that they might have an occasion to accuse him. But he knew their thoughts, and he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come and stand here. And he arose and stood there. And Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to destroy it? And he looked around on all of them, and said to them, said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored. For they were filled with fury and disgust with one another, what they might do to Jesus. My friend, the world's attitude has not changed. Religion's attitude has not changed. God has not changed. So, I encourage you to stand on God's side. So in this first part of this sixth chapter of Luke, we have the Lordship of Jesus Christ over the Sabbath and over all of creation. In the next four or five verses, he goes up to a mountain to pray and prays all night. And he called his disciples and chose the leaders that he wanted among them. And then he went on to teach about loving our enemies and about not, ju not judging. He presents what is known as Luke's sermon. 
It's in, in, in the master's account, we read it was on a mountain. In Luke's account, we say it was on a flat place, probably on a mountain, at a flat place on the mountain. So we have the Luke's Beatitudes and we have Matthew's Beatitudes. There's no contradiction. Luke is not as complete in his account as is Matthew. But he presents what he considers a standard for high living, holy living, godly living. And then he goes on to talk about fruit bearing, good fruit, bad fruit. And he teaches that the good fruit comes from good seed. It's a reflection of John's Gospel, chapter 15, where the Lord Jesus told his disciples, and he's telling you and me, he wants us to bear good fruit, and we need to be planted in the vine, so he can bear good fruit through us in the power of the Holy Spirit, who he sent in. And as you read through Luke's Gospel, chapter 5, which I hope you will, you will see how he sticks in the questions right along the way. And then he provides material which satisfies for answer. And so, my friend, Jesus Christ is asking a question that I will point us to in a moment. Ask God, even before we get there, to open your heart that you might be willing to answer from a God perspective. In verse 43 of this sixth chapter, I read these words. For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorns, nor are grapes picked from bramble bush. The good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, produces good. And the evil man, out of the evil treasure, produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth Verse 46, why, why do you call me Lord and do not do what I tell you? Why do you call me Lord, but don't do what I say? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not obey my word? What's contained in the sixth chapter are expressions of what happens when a person believes and acts upon, acts upon. God's work, God's word, God's truth. Because then we begin to reveal to the world the Christ who lives within. He's not as excited about the people who bow on the roadsides or in the temple or wherever it is that you bow and proclaim religious words. Jesus Christ is not into religion as we know it. He's into a relationship as he presents it. And he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord? And don't do what I do. It's a subtle rebuke. It's a searching question. It's asking you for an answer. And the ability to do what Jesus commands us is granted by the Holy Spirit of God when we allow him to exercise the God life through us, instructed by the 
Word of God, impelled by the Spirit of God. My friend, you can't have it both ways. It can't be my way and his way. It's got to be his way. Coming to Jesus Christ is an exchange of my superiority over my life, my lordship over my love, to his lordship over my life. That's what it means to follow Jesus. Why do you call me Lord? And then he says, everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he's like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundations upon a rock. And when the floods arose and the streams broke loose, that house didn't shake. Is your house shaking? Are you building on the solid rock? Jesus is the rock. The Spirit of God makes Jesus Christ firm in your life. Oh, my friend, I urge you today, as we bring today's conversation to an end, open your heart, life, heart and life. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. My friend, he's talking about the burden of your heart, the guilty conscience, the big question about tomorrow. He wants to be the answer. He will give you life. I am the resurrection and the life, and that can be your wonderful experience today. Lord Jesus, open his heart, her heart, to your love. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.